So it's probably quite an exciting time. It's fast becoming a popular outdoor lawn game, but it's also becoming a popular sport, which actually has both the USA and a world championship to it. Hi, this is Anita from the Dusty Roads podcast about living your life as a global citizen. You know, my family would go on vacation in northern Wisconsin during the summertime. We'd always bring with us a Swedish game, which is called Koob. You know, this was a game that we really loved and we really enjoyed playing. And as I think now about the weather starting to become warmer and people are thinking about lawn games to play outside, I want to talk a little bit about Koob and this game that is actually starting now to take America and other places by storm. You know, legend has it that the Vikings used to play a version of Koob, and they played the game using real bones and human skulls, probably the bones and skulls of their enemies that had been captured and killed. Now, I have to say that this has never been substantiated, so I don't know if it's true or not, but I like to think that it probably is. That this is a legend that's kind of been floating around Scandinavia for years, but it's never been able to be confirmed. Though some people say that the Swedish Coop game is over 1,000 years old. I don't know about you, but I could kind of see those, you know, strong, fierce Viking men tossing human bones to tip over human skulls and having their competition. We do know that Coop is an old Nordic game. And so it's easy to imagine on the wind-slept grassy plains of an island like Gotland, Sweden, in the Baltic Sea, our Viking forefathers played the Coop game on a grassy part of the island. Many Swedes also called the Coop game Viking chess, or the old log game. And the reason is because, you know, many people in Sweden, of course, and especially in Gotland, you know, during the wintertime, they had wood-burning stoves, you know, years ago, so they had a lot of wood around. And so people would just sort of take that wood and they would cut it up in order to make the game, and there they'd have a game in their backyard. I didn't realize this about Koob, even though we played it, but still today, there is a world championship of Koob, and there's even a U.S. championship of Koob, which I'll talk about it. First, I want to talk about the Koob game, and then we'll talk about some of these interesting championships that are going on with the game itself, which I had no idea that the game was this popular. I thought it was just this sort of strange Scandinavian game that our family sometimes played in the summertime. What makes it such a popular game is that almost anyone can play it. Both old and young are known to play Koob. So virtually anyone of any age can play the game. Just two people can play Koob, or you can have teams. And a good number of teams is usually no more than six people per team. Having six people on the team allows each person to at least have one throw. So, you know, the Koob game basically has a couple things. It has one king. It has ten Koobs, which are basically these, you know, wooden blocks that are are, are basically um, 5.9 inches, about six inches high, at about three inches square. Six throwing sticks, which are also known to be batons, which are usually about one and a half inches diameter and about 12 inches long. And then they have four corner sticks, which you'd mark out exactly where your corner is because the playing field of, of the cube is about eight meters by 
five meters which would be translated to about 16.4 feet to 26.25 feet. So, you know, actually the coop, you're able to play on many different surfaces. You know, there's people I've even seen play it in the snow. There's people who play it on the sand, people play it in mud, but mostly it is played on grass because grass is usually the easiest way to be able to play coop. The basic game of coop is to knock over the king. But you can only knock over the king when you have knocked over the coops or the sticks your opponent has with a baton. If you happen to knock down the king accidentally, you have lost the game. So the king's in the center of this court, which kind of is shaped a bit like a tennis court. And then on this line, each person has their different coops all lined up. And there'd be five coops lined up on each side. The idea is you don't want your opponent to knock down your coops, but at the same time, you don't want to misthrow and knock down the king. And so, you know, to, to throw the, the bantons, you need to throw them underarm and stay within the throwing area. Each team, you know, to start the game, will toss a banton towards the king and the one that gets the closest that would be the one that will start. The object of the game is to knock down the coop of the opposing team. When the coop's knocked down, the coop is tossed in the opposing team's field, and then it's put upright. So before that king, before that team can knock down any of your coops that are on the baseline, they must first knock down those. So if you think about the strategy of the game, that means it takes a lot of kill, skill because essentially you need to be able to knock down 11 coop with only six bantons. So you need to be able to really be able to find a way to knock down those coops, kind of a bit like a bowling ball, except for a bowling ball, you've got a stick and you have to be able to knock them down. The one who could knock down all of their opponent's coops can then knock down the king and will win the game. You know, this is why, um, this is what makes it such a great game to be able to be played because, you know, it's, it's really a game that requires strategy and requires skill. But it's also a game that I didn't realize how popular the game has become. And I promise you, I'd go back to this now where I found out that there is a new Claire, Wisconsin has declared itself to be the Coop Capital of America. And there in New Claire, Wisconsin, they have the U.S. Championship for Coop, where there's teams that are going there to play for a U.S. Championship. And actually, they said, too, that they even have Coop being played in the schools. So that's why they've kind of declared themselves the Coop Capital of America. And it seems to be from their championships, they've got quite a few different teams showing up from all over the United States. There's different clubs being sprung up all over the United States. They're playing tournaments with each other. So this is really becoming a very popular type of game. And it's it's actually a game that I predict will continue to become more and more popular because it is really a fun and very addictive game to play. There's also the World Championship of Coops. And that takes place in the island of Gotland, Sweden. And they were saying that one year they had 165 teams from eight countries participating. So, you know, and each team, I think, had to have a minimum of at least three people. So that was quite a few people that were there attending the World Championship of Coop. And what they would do would be over a weekend and you, you know, play each other until you know, the, the two final teams play each other down for the championship. 
So it's probably quite an exciting time. It's fast becoming a popular outdoor lawn game, but it's also becoming a popular sport, which actually has both a USA and a world championship to it. If you want to buy a coupe set, I've actually on my blog, which I'll put a link to below for this, found there's a uh, there's one set that I like that's been made in Italy. You can look at that and see if it's something you might enjoy buying. There's lots of other you know sets online. There's lots of different people making them. The sets which are um, made for the championships are usually made out of pine wood. So you know that's important if you're getting a set. Maybe try to get one that's made out of pine wood. Sometimes people will actually paint their coupe sets. Uh, They may decorate them a bit. You can find some things online about how to paint your set and how to make it become your own unique coupe set. We hope you've enjoyed our podcast. We thank you so much for listening. If you have time, we'd love to have you subscribe to the Dusty Road Podcast and become part of our community. Thank you so much for listening.